Welcome to episode 6 of the Ginger Vets Be Good Golf Podcast. So it's Saturday the 22nd of June and we're at the halfway stage of the Travellers Championship that's being held over in the United States. And we're going to take a review of the halfway stage leaderboard, provide you with some two ball tips for today um, and a give some thoughts to the outright market at the halfway stage where our initial picks um, have mainly faded away tamely albeit they were at uh, huge odds and we have Jason Day in contention at seven under par four shots off the lead in tied sixth and he was recommended at 22 to 1 prior to the off each way so we're not out of the outright position. Um, you know, Jason Day, he w- you know, it's going to be a tough, tough ask for him to go on and win from here. Um, but he's right in the mix. Um, he's certainly been a lot shorter than twenty to one now uh, across the country and on the exchanges. In fact, I'll just bring that to you now. So he's actually nine to one second favourite uh, at this stage. <coughs> Excuse me, which. Um, I think is a fair reflection of his chances. It's very competitive. So we will review that outright market as well. Uh, this episode won't be as long as usual. I appreciate that on a Saturday uh, everybody has other things to do. So I'll uh, aim to bring you the two ball tips as quickly as possible. So without holding you any longer, let's get into this. The first two ball that I'm interested in today might be a controversial pick to some. Uh, and it's taken on one of um, the you know the, the most uh, talked about golfers in the world, uh, certainly over on UK shores, and that's Tommy Fleetwood. So Tommy Fleetwood sits at tied twenty six at the halfway stage, which on the uh, face of it seems like a, an average performance. Uh, with one good round, he can put himself right in the in the mix again, as Jason Day did yesterday, shooting seven under uh, to go from. 70th or 80th, tied 80th in the leaderboard to tied 6th. So Tommy Fleetwood does have that in his locker uh, without question. However, as mentioned in the preview and as mentioned on the, or written about in the um, in the PDF document sent out to you all there, Tommy Fleetwood's start to the year hasn't been like it has been in 2018 and 17. Um, maybe it's a hangover from the Ryder Cup and just being worn out from 18 months of, of competitive golf at the highest level, which I'm sure would take its toll. Uh, I wouldn't know, but uh, it, it seems that, that the mental fatigue and physical fatigue can catch up with these athletes, even though they are in their prime. Um, the things that concern me with uh, that, that I alluded to at the start was his game just doesn't seem to be on song. It's close, it's 85% of the way there, but it's just not on song. And that's demonstrated, I think, in this week's stats after two rounds. He's leading the field, or second, should I say, in strokes gained putting after after two rounds. Without that, he would be, he potentially missed the cut. Um, he, if, well, he would have missed the cut. The cut was minus two, and he's gaining two strokes, uh, two strokes around. So, um, he's he's off the tee performance. He's losing nearly two strokes, um, and his tee, his overall tee to green performance, which is including his approach play, he's losing strokes to the field as well, which is very unlike Tommy Fleetwood. If you were to say uh, traditionally what the areas of his game that are really really strong, it's his 
it's his, his, his driving is key to his game. When he drives the ball well, he's, that, that's when I know, and I think he, the, he knows, he talks about himself, his game's where he wants it to be. So his game off the tee clearly isn't where it wants to be. His approach play, when he, he takes care of himself, he, you know, he gives himself plenty of opportunities by hitting it 320 straight down the middle. And his iron play with 7-8-9 and pitching wedge in his hand is, is up there with the best in the world. But um, that hasn't been happening the last six, seven weeks. Uh, he showed signs of it around the Arnold Palmer a couple of months back, but he's just not kicked on. Um, so for me today, he's a, there's a standout bet against him, and that's Joaquin Neiman. Uh, they're playing a two ball, uh, kicking off at around five o'clock UK time today. And uh, Joaquin Neiman is available at nine to five. So just short of two to one with uh, a couple of sports books in the UK. Uh, he's a, actually as short as five to four across many other sports books, uh, including uh, Pinnacle, where he's uh, he's less he's eleven to ten uh, without the draw. So if we assume around twelve percent is taken away for the draw at a standard eight to one shot, that means that you know there's still potentially some value with these softer sports books uh, in uh, Joaquin Neiman and I feel that that's the case so the first recommended bet of the two balls on Saturday is for Joaquin Neiman to defeat Tommy Fleetwood in an outright uh, match bet at nine to five so that's Tommy uh, Joaquin Neiman to defeat Tommy Fleetwood at nine to five the second two ball that I'm interested in this Saturday is Hank Laboda versus Sam Ryder. It's a pretty 50-50 matchup according to the betting and I feel that it's that way myself too. However, there are uh, some stats that I believe maybe favour one player over the other in what would be a coin flip for most of the time. Uh, I, I feel that uh, there's, there's some value to be had in one of these selections and I'm going to tell you why. So Sam Ryder is um, is leading, he's third in the field for strokes gained putting. I do think it's a key stat this week, as mentioned in the previews, putting is going to be extremely important. But what I like to see is ball striking supported by a good putting performance. Um, and to continue to gain two shots or a shot and three quarters to the field uh, in each round over four rounds of putting is extremely difficult and we don't see it often on the PGA Tour. Um, Sam Ryder is actually losing shots around the green and he's also losing shots off the tee and his overall T2 green performance is more or less break even. Uh, so he's gaining a tenth of a shot per round, uh, tee to green, so, so nothing. And it, it's, the stats suggest, I haven't actually watched him play live this week, so I, you know, I will point that out, but I like to read into this data. Um, you know, we collate it all for a reason. And I think that he, um, I think he, his game is slightly slightly vulnerable to someone who's showing more consistency across all assets of the game uh, and Hank Laboda's gaining shots in the field in every category this week that uh, that's measurable by shot link so we've got putting we've got around the green approach play off the tee and overall tee to green accumulating in the total strokes gain category uh, across all, all, all of them and he's gaining in, in, in every field 
So that's something that I like. He's available at odds against five to four. Um, it's kicking off at 5.25 in the UK time. I feel it is a solid selection to, to, to give us a run against Sam Ryder. And uh, the pick, pick two today will be Hank Laboda versus Sam Ryder, Hank Laboda to win. The third two ball selection that I'm going to bring you today is one of the, my favourite players on tour. He's a three-time winner here, and that's Bubba Watson. And Bubba Watson uh, tees off today at 4.25 UK time, uh, 8.25 in the US. And he, so that will be coming up shortly. I hope I can get this out to you by then. I think he's one of the more solid selections today, Bubba Watson. A three-time winner at this course. Uh, his, his stats this week look look fairly solid, uh, if not uh, not setting the world alight. And uh, I, f I feel he'll be too strong for, for Ryan Amore this afternoon, who, you know, he's playing really well, um, but whether he's got the firepower to to deal with uh, to deal with an informed Bubba Ryan Amore shot one over yesterday, um, and Bubba Watson shot four under par, which you know I, I feel that that could happen again today, and is more likely to happen than, than not. Um, Bubba Watson's available at one point seven, so seven to ten um, odds on to beat uh, to beat Ryan. And and I think that that's a fair price. I I'd have it closer to four to seven, one point five seven, one point six three. I think that there's a a good ten percent in this market to be had, and um, I, I'm going to be looking to take advantage of that. Uh, Bubba's stats throughout the week are, are solid. Uh, it's around the green that he's he's losing some strokes, which is a key. It is a key indicator to performance at this track, but. Quite frankly, if players are on the top of the game, that they might be relying on this two or three times in a round, and I really do fancy Bubba to be too strong for for Ryan today. So the third selection will be Bubba Watson at seven to ten with many sports books in the UK. Um, I've not looked at the US market, but I'm sure he'll be available at around a similar price. So the third selection will be Bubba Watson to be Ryan Amore at seven to 10. These selections won't be uh, joining my official portfolio, but so just some thoughts on some of the other two ball games for people that might be interested to get involved in some um, uh, some of the other matches and some of the other players. Um, so I'll give you some of the reasons as to, to why I'd be considering them. But the Kevin Streelman versus uh, Kevin Kisner game, what a game. Um, you know, two players of similar height, similar stature, similar games. Um, one slightly more streetwise, I think, in Kevin Kisner, uh, and Kevin Streelman, obviously a previous winner here, and just has the ability to do ridiculous things for somebody who's a, an average golfer by, in the opinion of many, and not mine. And I think he birdied. Six in a row here to win, and I think in his last tournament in the fourth or round four, he birdied the last five or five of the last six holes again. So he can be very streaky, Kevin Kevin Streelman, and uh, in a game that's going to be very close, uh, where uh, I think it's an even money, even money shot. Uh, 
my preference would be to, to, to go for Kevin Streelman if people are looking at that game. Um, the stats across all of the players are very similar, uh, but uh, around the green and um, approach play, Kevin Streelman's just slightly edging out uh, Kevin Kisner over the course of the week. Uh, Kevin Kisner's making his uh, making his strokes up on the on the putting green, uh, and he'll be glad to when he eventually gets off the the full Poana uh, surfaces. Uh, these are bent grass mixed with Poana here, but uh, he he's uh, he's renowned for for not liking these putting surfaces surfaces. Uh, so maybe he's outperforming himself and surprising himself this week in that in that category. But Kevin Streelman over Kevin Kisner wouldn't wouldn't shock me. Uh, some shorter prices and in two balls, it's a very dangerous game to get to get involved in. Um, but Paul Casey to beat uh, Br uh, Bronson today. I think Paul Casey should be too strong for him. Uh, I said at the start of the this sh the show on Thursday in the preview show that Paul Casey for me is just an, he's not a pick at twenty to one in an outright market considering his performances uh, in getting over the line in PGA Tour events. Um, and I also mentioned that I just didn't think his game was on song. But statistically at this course he's he's got fantastic record without winning. He's just he's had plenty of plenty of high quality finishes. Um, and I think that the experience of being in this position, a chance to win another PGA title, uh, will. Will will intimidate him less than it possibly will Bronson. So, uh, he's available eight to fifteen, four to seven, which is slightly too short for uh, what ideally would like to like in the two ball markets. But I can't really see him being beat, so I wouldn't put anybody off uh, adding Paul Casey to their portfolio of two ball bets today. And another one that uh, I'm interested in is a player that's got involved following last week um Colin Morikawa Marawaki um versus Bra uh, Brady Snell today uh I'll be honest I have you know I don't know very much at all about either of the golfers um only other than the statistics that I that I have uh, to hand and I think the the momentum that uh, Colin has from last week and the stats that he's showing this week in his game so far, I would say that 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 could be a a solid a solid better eight to eleven. Again, as I said, these won't make my portfolio. Um, just some thoughts onto some of the other two balls where I think there might be some value, uh, and if players are looking to 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 have interest in these matches, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put put them off doing so. So that's a roundup of the. Um, of the two ball bets for Saturday the 22nd of June at the Travellers Championship, we have Joaquin Neiman to beat Tommy Fleetwood at 9-5. to five. We have Hank Laboda to beat Sam Ryder. And we also have Bubba Watson to beat Ryan Amor. So good luck if you're on and um, we'll... Uh, be back tomorrow to to see how these went and then we'll have a full recap on monday for uh, ahead of next week's uh next week's pga tournament so did mention at the start that i'd look to have uh, a, a look at the outright market we have jason day in contention at 22 to 1 it's a very very competitive uh, leaderboard uh, with if you take away the leader uh, zach uh, suit <coughs> Uh, Sucha, 
I'm going to have to practice the pronunciation of some of these up-and-coming players, that's for sure. Um, and he's he's following the betting. He's he's leading at 11 under par. Um, Ches Reevy and Keegan Bradley are tied second at 9 under par, 2 off the lead, and f followed it by Ryan Moore. You know Those three players there, Ches Reevy, uh, Keegan Bradley and Ryan Moore, all could have been selections at the start. Ches Reevy, um, I think on par fours, he's got an excellent record at the 400-450 yard mark, um, maybe in the top 10 in the PGA Tour this year. And um, he comes in off the back of solid form in the US Open, which is a, is gonna not, it's not going to hinder him in any way, shape or form now. Um, he may get slightly tired towards the end of the week. Um, I did state that you know not many players do backup performances of finishing the top ten of the U.S. Open to go on and win the Travelers Championship, but Ches has got himself in a wonderful position now. He's game solid. He hits fairways. Uh, his iron play, as we've alluded to, has been uh, has been great. He's gaining a shot on the field each um, each of the days so far with his approach play. Um, so. You know, I can see Ches Reevy strongly contending come the weekend. Available at, uh, well, he's he's available at nine to one in the UK uh, market. Uh, same price as Paul Casey, who, you know, as I've alluded to at the start, I don't, I don't think his games at the where it, where it has been in the past eighteen months, where he's shown this consistency of top ten, top ten. He went on a period where he didn't miss any cuts at all maybe 20 something in a row uh it was crazy and um but at the same price at the halfway stage as somebody that's showing me consistent form um their approach play is on i, I think i think um i think ches Reevy could 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 see uh could be challenging come sunday in that back nine um Obviously, really interesting. Jason Day tied at six, four off the lead. Um, he's going to have to be, you know, it's going to be a competitive leaderboard come Sunday. He's going to have to pass a lot of players on the way, and he's going to not have to, you know, he can't afford to drop shots. He's losing strokes putting this week, which is, is as anybody who who follows golf will know, that won't last. Jason Day is arguably the best putter in the world. Uh, he's certainly in the top ten. And going back to one of his um, one of his years on the PGA Tour, uh, as discussed in the Golf Digest uh, columns in the United States, I think he has the best ever one-year stats of putting ever recorded on the PGA Tour. So that won't last. Um, if he can get his putting together, then that twenty-two to one and nine to one now could look could look quite big. I, obviously, we're not going to be um, adding up adding onto our outright bets at the start of the tournament at, at nine to one but you know I wouldn't be putting anyone off um, having a, a bet that's suggesting Jason Day's got a 10-11% chance of winning the tournament from here and I'd probably say that that's uh, that's a fairly accurate reflection. Players further down that are tied at, at, with, with Day at six, Adam Long, Andrew Putnam, Robert Schraub um, or Streb should I say I just can't see any of them winning the tournament. I can see them having good finishes for the FedEx points and earning some nice money on the PGA Tour. But when it comes to the crunch and it comes to Sunday, regardless of what they do today, they're players that I can happily pass over every single week. Um, so I'm more interested to look further down the leaderboard and see for someone coming off the pace. Uh, 
Joaquin Neiman, uh, we're back to him in a match bet today against Tommy Fleetwood. He sits on tied 13th, five shots off the lead. Definitely has the ability to go low. Uh, definitely a strong iron player. Uh, when on song, uh, he's, he's extremely good uh, with his irons of all distances. Um, I feel that I feel that he could easily run into a place over the course of the next few days, um, and available at sixty-six to one and eighty to one or more on the betting exchanges. I'll just have a look for you as um, as I'm bringing you this now. Um, I think that that's it's far too big a price, and I can see it. So. It's actually sixty six to one on the high street and sixty to one on the betting exchanges, which uh, I hadn't looked, which tells you everything that you need to know. Anybody that's um, that a follower of of betting in general will tell you that the exchanges are an exchanges and Pinnacle are an extremely good guide to what the guide to the true price and the true probability of an event happening, and. Um, you know, with no margin built into the exchanges here, uh, available at the same price on the high street each way, with five places still available. Wacking Neiman at sixty-six to one is somebody that I feel could be added to our portfolio uh, in a few hours' time, and I certainly wouldn't be uh, putting any of our um, listeners off. I think he's a good. I think he's a good uh, good price actually. Uh, I'd have him more at the forty to one category. Um, you know, you've got players there. Colin Morawaki is a shot ahead of him, but he's put his twenty points lower in the betting. That's thirty percent difference. Thirty percent difference from Joaquin Meeman twelve months ago, like when he came on the scene. Yeah, that that that's a big price for me. So, I think uh, I haven't had him yet, but I I believe that uh, he he will possibly come in addition to our outright portfolio. Um. Players, I'm not interested in Louis Eustazen. Um I think Bubba's just slightly too far back. He would need a, a round like um, like Jason Day had yesterday, five, seven under to to I believe put himself in contention come tomorrow. Um, the same could be said for Joaquin Neiman, but Bubba Watson's at twenty eight to one, and Joaquin Neiman's at sixty six to one. And if they're just to make the places. The difference there, you're talking at a fifth, a thirty-point difference at a fifth of the odds. You know, eight, eight point, or not eight, six points, should I say? It, it's it's a huge, it's a huge difference, and um, it's too big. So that's why, like, that that's why I land on whacking Neiman over Bubba Watson in these Bubba Watson in these situations. If if looking at an each way selection at the halfway stage, is the fact that. You got thirty points difference of with the sports books and the exchanges, but main, you know the main reason is that it's through the sports books, um, and when you're getting a quarter and a fifth of the odds difference, you know you're talking eight, seven, eight points in your favour uh, for just finishing in the places, um, and that's where they are most likely to finish from here. You know the chances of them going on to win are very slim. You know it's extremely competitive, but the chances of finishing. Um, in the in the top five are you know ten twelve fifteen percent in the in these instances, and that's where, if you're getting eight and nine points in your favour, um, I think it's it's to be taken advantage of. So, 
you know, I haven't added any as, as of yet, but the ones that would be close to uh, making making the outright portfolio at this stage would be Joaquin Neiman uh, and potentially Ches Reavy available at nine to one and sixty six to one. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed this shorter episode. Um, I try and bring you an update tomorrow on and how this went or not try. I will bring you an update on how this went tomorrow and um, a review of tomorrow's four balls, potentially an outright selection, albeit we're hoping that we have uh, two of our players right up in contention at the top of the leaderboard and we can watch the Sunday night uh, viewing with, with anticipated excitement. Uh, I certainly hope so uh, and I hope that the listeners do too. Uh, so have a great weekend everybody. Um, please do remember to like uh, and um, rate the podcast on iTunes and Anchor FM. Uh, if you find this uh, on Twitter or any other platform then please uh, if you do enjoy it be kind enough to um, you know give it a, an honest rating and provide any feedback that that you may have and we look forward to speaking you to, to you tomorrow that's over and out from ginger bets uh, uh, and jack here uh, and good luck for the weekend with all your sports betting <laughs>